Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Oh, hello, beloveds. Happy day after the 4th of July. Um, I guess just happy 4th of July because I didn't talk to you guys on this here podcast yesterday. Welcome back to Really Riley. It is one of my favorite days of the week with Ask Riley, and y'all came up with some good ones as per usual. Um, huh, Man, it was a very good but very long weekend because... We had a 4th of July celebration early um, at our neighbor's house. They're also, well, the dad of the family is Puerto Rican. And I think that's really cool that Lyrica has another little Puerto Rican friend in the neighborhood. Um, but they did it up. They have the best parties ever. They have a pool, which is always good because then the kids get to play in the pool and the parents get to chill. Well, sort of. That's if you don't have a Malin that's running around and crazy. But it was really neat um, because Malin actually got into the water after fighting us for like 20 minutes to put the damn floaty thingy on, but he wouldn't go in the water for mom. He wouldn't go in the water for Dada. Uh, but as soon as he saw Brabra swim over, he was like all in the water and all content. It was just the sweetest moment ever, but it was a really cool party. Like I made my traditional 4th of July strawberry blueberry um, cake situation and it came out chef's kiss and they roasted an entire pig with the head and the fur on the front of it, the snout, all of it. It was cool because none of the kids were like creeped out. They were all still actually eating it. I'm just like, that's amazing. Even Malin ate some and he's the pickiest eater ever. So that was a really cool start to 4th of July. Um, my mom is coming in town this week, so pray for me. So I've been getting ready around the house for that. Also, July 3rd into July 4th is like one of the biggest days for manifestation. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, because I did a couple of practices that I haven't done in a while and I'm already seeing them work. So I'm excited about that. Um, so yeah, it's been an eventful weekend. We did some errands today. I got some orders done. And right now as we speak, Marshall and the big kid are at the Walkersville fair. Um, it's a little fair that they do like literally right behind our house every year. And usually we all go together, but this year I didn't think Malin was going to be able to handle it without being a psycho. <laughs> so I also wanted Marshall and Lyric to just have some, you know, men time because they haven't had that in a minute. And it gives me a little bit of time to like clear my head and uh, get the podcast done because tomorrow starts another day. It's like a weird, funky, like little mini weekend because he had off today for 4th of July and then he goes back to work tomorrow and it's back to the grind. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I always do these questions. I just popped onto one. I was like, I don't want to answer that, but okay. Um, I always like to not give your names for these just in case you don't want to have your biz put out there like that. And I like to just, you know, go for it. Um, how do you deal with work? How do you deal with work negativity? 18 months in as an HCW. I'm not sure what that is. Am I an idiot that I don't know what that is? Um, and I'm feeling burnout. 
Um, how did you prevent burnout? I know situations are different. Love you. Love you too. Um, okay. Well, I've had lots of different jobs that there has been work negativity, some more prevalent than others. Um, a lot of times I was able to block out the negativity, you know, cause most of my career is in radio. Um, 99.9% of it, my professional career anyway, I was able to block out the negativity because there was so much interaction with you guys. There were so many things going on, but I was only able to do that for so long. And then the negativity just overtakes. Like it, it's in every business. So I'm hearing because all the people that I talk to in different jobs and, you know, whether it's in the medical field or it's in, you know, you know, even the travel field or, you know, nurse, whatever it is, there's always some little asshole at work that's just causing negativity for no damn reason. And the burnout thing is really real. I think the hardest thing for me now to prevent burnout versus then is when I was at work, I was at work. When I came home, I was physically forcing myself to not bring work home. And that's hard because when you work in radio, like all work is like, is life. Life is work back and forth and back and forth, you know, but even more so for me now that, you know, my candle business is run out of my basement and my podcast is done in our guest room. It's hard to separate the two and the burnout has been very, very, very real. But in a regular situation or, you know, to whatever, when I was in terrestrial radio, I was able to be like, okay, here's at least this two hours that Instagram is going bye-bye, that I'm going to do a ritual for myself because obviously we can't be walking away like celebrities. Like when they need a break, they go to some like, you know, some spa or they go to some resort for four weeks and get their mental health in check. I can't afford to do that and I don't have the time to do that. But I definitely do find, as dumb as it sounds sometimes, is the ritual of whatever it is that soothes you for at least an hour a day. Sometimes for me, that has to be at like nine o'clock at night because that's when the work is done. That's when the kids go down. It really does focus my mind away from the burnout. Now, does it work all the time? No. But when you start to feel that fire burning out and the smoke is, is a flowing, you really have to do something to figure out a way to settle your mind. Because as I'm figuring out now, all these hormonal issues that I've been having for the last six months have been because of all the stress that I went to towards the end of, you know, my old job. Like all of the, the cortisol levels were up 24-7 and that's going to fuck with you. Like you don't think that stress could really hurt you as much as it does. That's, it does. And then you don't realize it until it creeps up on you and it's already there and now you have to unwind what was done. Hopefully that gives... A little bit of insight. I know that it's not, you know, the world's most earth shattering advice, but it is those little steps that can help a lot if you can just find a way to turn it off for a little bit. Maybe you can't turn it off in, in the office, but, you know, I had a really, really, really smart um, talent coach in radio who is responsible for a lot of big names in the industry. Tell me once, like, Riley, never stay in a situation for more than two years when you know it's not right. Obviously, you cannot go bounce around from job to job to job. That's just not logical. But you can develop a plan if you realize that that is being detrimental to your health. Sometimes I wish I would have listened to that a little bit more. Um, 
How was your fourth with the boys? Did you get to watch any fireworks? Not yet. We bought some fireworks today. I don't think we're going to end up doing them because Lyric is at the little carnival fair with Marshall, but we did buy them. I think we might wait till my mom comes in town. So over here in Walkersville, they do the fireworks show on Friday. So we might end up doing it then. Because, I mean, who wants to have fireworks going off in the middle of the week? I'm sorry to be that granny, but, yeah, my neighborhood's full of kids. Um, did anybody RSVP? <laughs> did anybody RSVP no to your wedding that really made you sad? So there were a couple of people that RSVP that they were going to come and didn't yell at me money. Joking. Um, there was a few people that said they couldn't come because, you know, my friend Brett that was on the podcast very early um, into the relaunch of season two, he couldn't come because they had just had a baby. I totally get it. Like I wasn't able to go to somebody's wedding because I had just had a baby and it was out of town. It was a destination one. So there was just not doing it like money wise. Cause I was also planning a wedding. I just bought a house. Like there's, you know, I get it. Everybody has their thing. And honestly, this sucks to say, but it's true. Not everybody cares about your wedding as much as you do. And the ones that do and are there, those are the ones you ought to focus on because it literally goes by in the blink of an eye. And I wanted to soak up all of the goodness that I could you know, because some of the people that were there were assholes too, you know? <laughs> it's just like they didn't really want to be there, but they were there. And I'm like, well, what the fuck are you here for then? Um, the one that, that popped into my head, though, that actually said no was, pfft, it was somebody that I worked for at the time. And yeah, I was bummed because I was like, well, wow. Because it seemed a little like, I don't know. It seemed like there was a more more of a reason for that than the reason that was given. And I was like, okay, well, I don't give a fuck if you're there, tr truth be told. But that's the reason you give. This is, and that was a person that, that it was like, it was it was very looked upon as shitty for that person not to be there. So didn't it doesn't make me sad now because now I know the universe makes zero mistakes. Um, but at the time, I was like, man, that sucks. Um, let's see what else. Can we go ring shopping? Ooh, is a frog's ass watertight. Absolutely. You guys know that I do the show me the ring feature on this podcast because I love, love, I love things, all things jewelry. Wanted to be a gemologist at one point. I love engagement rings of all kinds. And I love the excitement of like picking out that piece of jewelry that you're going to wear forever. And I happen to know a good little bit about it. So, um, fuck yeah. Ooh, I love this question. What crystals, gems do you, are you most drawn to and why do you think that is? That is a good question, ma'am. You should get into podcasting. No, I'm kidding. Um, so when I first started getting into crystals, 2017 was when I first got my rose quartz heart, the one that I hold every single night. Um, I did the starter crystals, right? Amethyst. And I still love amethyst though, because of its common qualities. It's also used to, purple used to be my favorite color, for a while now it's kind of graduated into gray, but I also love its calming effects. I love how pretty it is. And you know, Malin's birthstone is also amethyst. So I still love that one, but I was very much into the starter crystals in a sense. I was very much in the beginning into green adventuring. Um, clear quartz was a favorite citrine, you know, like the ones that seem obvious. Um, but I've kind of graduated into a couple of the more like less known ones. And I have a book Crystals, the modern guide to crystal healing. Thank you so much. My girl Marie gave this to me. I forget if this was for my birthday or just a because present. She's so awesome and she does shit like that. Um, but it's got a really cool like instructions for there's one for like a complete chakra cleanse that I, I just bookmarked that I'm gonna do 
later. Oh my God, that sticky note is on that book and I don't want to tear it. Um, but they have a section called Crystal Magic 101 and they call these the essential rock stars. And they're basically the ones that everybody should have in their starter pack. Clear quartz, amethyst, spirit quartz. I don't like that one because it looks like it's an alien growing out of rock. But um, rainbow fluorite, love that one because it's very calming, very pretty. Looks like the ocean glass. Celestial light. I actually made a candle this week for a very special lady with this. It's so pretty. It looks like aquamarine in color. It's very calming. It connects you with your higher self. And, you know, it, it, if you believe in heaven, it believes, you, it, you know, connects you with a lot of the people like spirituality, basically. Um, so pretty. Um, rose quartz, obviously. Citrine, black tourmaline. That's a good one for protection. Purite, good one for money. Um, so, yeah, those are the, like the starter pack ones. Um, but I love what they said in this book too about it. It says the goal of working with crystals isn't to magically conjure up a perfect life for ourselves. The perfect romance, even though I did, um, body, career, bank account. These are all great things to have, but focusing on them is missing out on the source of true happiness. And the point of this whole being a human experience instead, the greatest magic to be gained from working with crystals and from all forms of self-help really, (laughs) I love that this book is kind of snarky is that it supports you in becoming the clearest, shiniest, most inspired and grounded version of yourself. So that can form a deep reservoir for a well-being from which to share your unique kindness, caring, love with everyone your life touches, less self-help, more everyone help. That's really cool. Radiate kindness, compassion, and love, and I promise that the perfect life you desire will be all yours. Hashtag be a good human. I love that shit. All right, so on to the crystals that I gravitate to now. This was one of my starter crystals too, but Amazonite. It's always been one of my favorites. It's about truth-telling, flow, and inspiration. It's like a really pretty bright blue-green. It's all about speaking your truth, and that was one that I carried all of the time in the last months of my terrestrial radio career to date, I should say. Um, It was really about like, it says more about, more inspiration, less aspiration. I love that. Like more about finding what you want and going after it versus just wishing upon a star to get it. This is still one of my go-tos. It's it's the one, honestly, that I gravitate the most. Like if I see it, even though I have a million of them, if I see it, I always pick it up. I always feel it. It's just, it's always very smooth and soothing. I mean, truth telling really Riley, like why wouldn't I gravitate to that? Um, let's see what else. Kyanite. I've been very into the blue crystals lately. So this is for energy purifier, cleansing and communication. There you go with the communication again. Um, it's like a, this is like a pearly blue. Like when you look at it, it almost looks like a, like a blue marble, if you will, but it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, like blue suede-ish kind of a color, like a softer, silkier blue than any of the other blue crystals. Um, this is an energy filtering crystal because I've had a lot of bad energy in my life. Um, it can clear the air after arguments, emotional conversations, adrenal balancing. So, oh, you can wave the crystal in the corner of the room to purify any lingering heavy vibes. Whoop! I need to go do that. I've been wanting to sage my house for forever and I just need to do it. I even ordered that Palo Santo or Paleo Palo Santo that I've been trying to do forever. Finally got it in. Haven't done it yet. ADHD at its finest. So the other one that I've been really like gearing towards, and I did a couple, I did this um in some of my 
karma candles as well. The um, It was in the Imitation Ain't Flattery and the Who Wants to Smoke Trim Your Wick, which hasn't happened yet, but probably should. <laughs> um, so it's Labradite. So it's for be here now. It's for intuition. It's for wisdom and protection. So keep Labradite close to gain access to insights and wisdoms that lie just below the obvious and to help you see things in a new light. Mm-hmm. A protective stone, Labradite strengthens your aura, deflecting and protecting you from anything less than bright energies. There's a reason why that one's in the Who Wants the Smoke Candle. And if you guys don't know the story of that one, you can go back a couple of podcasts down to the beginning of season two and check out the turning pain into creativity. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a really pretty stone. It's almost like um, moonstone, the rainbow moonstone that's like iridescent, almost like an opal, but a little bit more silver. Uh, malachite. That was one that I gravitated to before I even knew really what the hell crystals were all about. I had a bag of it that I ordered from somewhere years ago. And it like I never knew why I gravitated too much. So I always go towards like the softer stones and like, you know, the calming ones or whatever. I don't do a lot of the ones that are like, you know, like I try to be completely into tiger's eye, but it's just never been my jam really. But Malachite is for commitment, self-worth, willpower, and forgiveness, which I've been trying to manifest for myself now because I've been all about diving into my healing, honoring my pain, honoring the bullshit, honoring the fact that, you know, sometimes you get done dirty Um, because I would before just, you know, wave over it because I was so happy with the way that my life had fallen into place even without you know, the radio career I've worked so hard for. Um, I don't know that I'm exactly in the space of forgiveness just yet, but it's there. Um, it's on the brink, I guess. So I should probably go pick up my Malachite again. But this one, it's like, it's like green and it's got swirls of black in it. It's essential in commitment of showing kindness and forgiveness to yourself. A powerful ally for those struggling with issues related to infidelity. Don't have anything with that. Honesty and addictions. It's a no-nonsense friend everybody needs. Hell yeah. I mean, because I'm pretty no-nonsense in most things. Um, I could talk about this forever, but I only have a few more. Um, Rondonite. I love this one. Letting go, heartbreak, stabilizing, and boundaries. So this one's really pretty. It's like swirls of pink, black, and white. I love this. Like... It's just, I love how like it's nature's like color palette of all these different, like I could create tons. I could create like weddings off of these crystals. I bet you wedding color palette. So it's a stone of compassion. It releases stuck, fearful energies related to self-worth, self-love, and helps you establish healthy boundaries. It's a powerful crystal to use for self-healing rituals, including baths, meditation, and massage. Oof. I need to get some more of these for real. Um... I just went on the Rose Quartz page, obviously, because that was what started it all for me. Um, another one that I love is Golden Rutilated Quartz. And what's funny is I was actually turned on to Rutilated Quartz because I did a Show Me the Ring where her ring was Rutilated Quartz. And I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking pretty. 
So there for a good five months, that's all that I wanted to make is candles with those. And if you guys are coming up to the pop-up at the Seating Collective on July 16th, I've got a couple of the related quartz for you. Um, it's like clear and it's got like golden internal fibers. So think of like if you had a diamond that had like an inclusion in it, but these inclusions are actually supposed to be there and they're golden and pretty and it's basically where the golden fleck crystals connects you with angelic assistance is what it says. So it's for a supercharged infusion of celestial support, like the celestial light, your higher power. Um, this is really good for meditating. It's really good for just uplifting your energy in a zap kind of a way. Like if you really need a jolt of crystal coffee or caffeine in your body, that's a good one. Smoky quartz. Okay. So that one's kind of a starter crystal for some, you know, people have heard of it heard of it all the time and I always liked it but I've never been so drawn to it as I have now so it's like a gray brown opaque translucent kind of stone it's for energy cleansing stress relief grounding and meditation so it's one of the most powerful crystal tools for energy trans trans simulation I don't know what the hell that means but um it's basically, it's a cousin to amethyst, but amethyst goes high and smoky quartz goes deep. So amethyst is one of those like chill ones, right? Smoky quartz is a different situation. So I like this one because it's more one of the ones that is an oomph thing, like kicks it out in a hurry in a sense. Like they say that this one is really good for a smoky soak. Place a crystal point on each of your corner of your bathtub, the points facing towards you to recenter and melt away stress. Pop some rose quartz into your bathwater for an extra dose of magic. Ooh. I need to read this book more. I'm not going to take up the entire podcast just talking about crystals, but there's a few of the ones that I've been into lately. And I have my House of W candle page linked in every one of the descriptions. So if you want to check them out, please do. Let's see what else. Um, bum, 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 bum. what's your, do you have a favorite holiday tradition, any holiday? Okay. So I don't want this to sound bah humbug, but full disclosure, holidays for me for a very long time were either stressful or sad. Like for about 15 years, I would always have to go home for Christmas because I'd be alone and I didn't always enjoy it because it's stressful and traveling and money. And I just, it just felt like a lot. It didn't feel like a refreshing family time. It always felt super stressful. And a lot of the like little holidays where you don't usually travel for, they, they were sad too, you know, cause I wanted to celebrate them, but like, am I going to go on an Easter egg hunt by myself? And then my first round of, you know, celebrating all that stuff with my kiddo, like the first year that I had Lyric for Christmas Eve, my parents were supposed to be there. There was something wrong with flights and I ended up spending it with just me and him alone, which was, you know, fine and good. But I was also, what, a month and a half, wait, October, November, whatever. I was like two and a half months postpartum and I was sad that my family wasn't there. So it's like, you know, some of that stuff... I don't love celebrating things that are like commercialized a lot of times. And that sounds very Baham, but I don't mean it to be like that. It's just the holidays were just like a, a lot of them were Hallmark holidays for me for a while. But now I think um, one of my favorite traditions leading up to Thanksgiving is going to um, feed the animals and take our annual picture right by the cornfields. Um, I don't know why. I just, I like looking at that picture because we did that when 
Lyric was three. We have one every single year, I think, since I was four. And it's cute because, you know, it's like Lyric being little. And then it's, you know, Lyric being a little bit bigger. And then me being pregnant. And then now we have two with Malin. So I really like that tradition. I do really love the tradition of like, you know, I don't know if it's a tradition or the moment when Christmas morning, watching Lyric's face with the presents, that's always the best. Oh, another one that I love is Easter. This is a random one. Um, we always put out bunny poops leading or jelly beans leading from Lyric's room and probably next year it'll be Malin's too, to their Easter baskets. Like my mom growing up would always hide the Easter baskets and make us find them. And granted it wasn't hard to, but that was always something that she did even when she was like super poor and living off of like food stamps. Like she always made it a way to make that special. And I think that is another thing that's really exciting to me is the ritual of making it special for my kids. I like that a lot. I like decorating the tree with my husband. That's really cool. Putting out the cookies for Santa. So, I mean, yeah, thank you for that question actually. Cause you made me just realize there's like a lot about the holidays that isn't all that bah humbug anymore. I kind of wish I would have celebrated it like that myself. Like I wish when I was single and I was sad about that, that I would have had a ritual for myself that was just for me. And, you know, just to turn that frown upside down, if you will. I implore you to do that if you haven't, if you're sad about the holidays like I was. Why does everything behind the scenes in radio seem so secretive? Oh, God. Um, once you're out, are you legally not able to talk about anything? I always think about this question after and ask Riley. Okay, so... Is there a document in place that prohibits me from speaking about certain things? Yep. So for those of you that say that I'm not that real, that's why. Um, I don't think it's like that in every situation. I think it's that way in a lot. I think that my situation is real different from a lot. Um, I also think too, like it's radio is a very, all the entertainment business is a really small world. People talk, people know everybody and you never know whose best friend is that person that you were talking smack about. You never know that your future boss could be buddy, buddy with that person that you don't jive with. Um, it's really very high school. And, you know, I, I don't know that I'm like super scared of that, but there was a document in place. So that's why. Um, when are you going to have a little girl? I'm not. <laughs> No, that baby factory is closed. I'm about to be 42 years old in September. And not that that's too old to have a baby if that's what you want. I mean, if we wanted another one, we go for it. Like there was a moment after our wedding two years ago, almost that I was like, uh, you know, all in love. I was like, babe, do you want another one? And no, he's like, we're done. And he got the snip snip. And then somehow a little swimmer came out of there and I had, you know, a chemical pregnancy that was no <laughs> we're I wanted a little girl really badly but I love my boys and I honestly couldn't imagine anything else I, we're happy with our little family and also I'm gonna be fucking 50 with a 10 year old y'all I know I may not look it or act it but yeah I want some time for my husband and yeah I just lost my job and don't have as much money <laughs> and kids are expensive so yeah no no girl maybe in another life um what have you done for yourself today? Celebrate the small wins, my friend. I love you. Um, it was yesterday and today when I was telling you guys about like July 3rd into the 4th was like the biggest 
manifestation full moon ever. And I get away from my manifestation practices sometimes as much as I preach them. You know, the one that I never forget to do is hold my rose quartz crystal every single night and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for the one thing that was the best part of my day, even if my day was shit. And the only good part of my day was that I had a new Bravo episode or that my coffee tasted really good, or I just got one more rep at the gym. Didn't matter what it was. Um, I always stick to that one, but like I've gotten away from journaling a lot because obviously when we go to bed, we're fucking tired. And like I was talking about before, like the work separation to home separation isn't that much. And I am, once the kids go down, like that's my time to go work on candles or do this podcast or work on the website. That's, oh my God, it's like five minutes away from being done. Thank God. Um, but last night I sat down and started writing my journal again. Obviously I can tell you what, but I started manifesting some things. And the night before that I did a full moon ritual, which sounds really weird, whatever. If you're not into it, sorry, but it's already starting to come to light. And I'm just like, damn, why don't, it's like going to the dentist. <laughs> like, damn it. Why don't you just do it more? You feel so much better after you do it. And it's always beneficial. Um, but that's kind of the thing that I did for myself. I did, a, I had a really nice bath. I did a really nice skincare routine. I wrote in my journal. I did the manifestation jur- ritual. I cleansed my crystals. <sighs> I, cleaned out my craft room, my little workshop, because I, I'm like a creative chaos type of person and I don't clean very often. I'm not dirty. I'm just sort of like a stuffer. I'll stuff it under this. I'll stuff it under that. I'll clean the surface, but I'm not like a deep cleaner, like all the time. And I still have some work to do, but I went through and I organized everything. I, you know, just emptied all the trash out. I got all the wax off of the table and, you know, just Lysoled everything and, you know, packaged up some things that I'd like left out. Cause I'm like, Oh, I might make that in a minute. And it's been there for like a month. So I just cleaned everything out. I like organized my vinyls and just the grunt work that you don't want to do that. You just feel so much fucking better when you do it. Um, and it felt good. Like I love my home and sometimes I'll look around and be like, why am I so messy right now? Let's clean it up. It just feels better. Like it feels like a better energy. And you're supposed to do that with this full moon. Next is I'm going to sage the house and do the Pelo Santo. Um, sounds so little like what I've done, but like you said, it's, it's celebrate the small wins. And that was a small win for me because I've just felt so much more creative in there. And also, even though like I, I had all these big orders and I have a few more things I want to put together for the pop-up in a week and a half, I was like, let me make something that I want to make. You know, because that's how it all started. It started as just a passion for creativity. And obviously it's my business now and it's keeping me from, you know, having to put my house up for sale for now. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not manifesting that at all. I'm sorry, universe, I take it back. Um, but I need to just do some more things that make me feel creative. Because side note, nine times out of 10 when I do that, those are the things that sell the most. And I think that's great because everything about House of W and really Riley Podcast started with just intention. The podcast, it was an intention to connect with you guys more. And it was a content, uh, you know, to say more things that I couldn't say on the air or, you know, just connect in a, without anybody in my way. And House of W started because I had leftover crystals that one of you listener fam gave me that I gave away at my wedding and I wanted to create something 
for everybody because I was doing just crystal bridal jackets at the time. And I was like, well, I want to have something on the table for everybody. And those are the things that sold the most, you know? So I'm getting back to those intentions that you would think are just super small, but end up being everything. So yeah. Damn y'all. This Ask Riley and this Really Riley podcast was a smorgasbord of thanks tonight, but I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I am going to be having some more interviews coming up and I'm excited about this one that I like secured the okay to do, but we haven't secured a date yet. Um, I love this couple, but I like, I know that you guys have been very into the body positivity podcasts and the things like that. And I wanted to give a body positivity or talk about confidence from a person that has a different body type than I do. Cause I know a lot of times it may not sound believable to come from me that I have body issues because I'm a fitness ambassador. Some people say that I'm skinny. I don't look at it like that. I always want to look at it like strong, but you know, when I posted that photo of me on my Instagram at really Riley podcast from the last podcast when Marshall and I were talking about diet or nutrition, some of you guys were shocked that I was like grossed out by that photo because a lot of people are like, Oh, you look fire. You look so good. Then I was like, I see a skinny, sick, sad girl in that photo because I don't like to give the number of weight, but I was 30 pounds less than I am now. Uh, that makes me shudder. Like I love my strong body. All, you know, like, like saggy boobs and all, <laughs> but I wanted to do a podcast from someone with a different body type, a beautiful ass fucking body and better fashion sense than I have. And she is one of the biggest influencers on TikTok right now and Instagram. Like it's crazy how like she puts one, th- the whole family does one thing out and boom, it goes viral, but they're also really fucking cool people. And I call them my friends. So I'm very excited to have this interview in place. I'll let you know when that happens. Um, but until then, I'm very excited for the pop-up. Again, that's going to be at the Seedling Collective. If you want to hear the Small Business Spotlight for Luxury Sparks Jewelry LLC, those are the gracious, gracious peeps that invited me to come, I guess, collab or like co-podcast pop-up with them. That's going down at the Seedling Collective in Virginia. I have the... Instagram link up on my Instagram at House of W by Riley um, and really Riley podcast or and Riley Couture. Good God. Um, but that's July 16th from noon to six. I can't wait to see some of you guys. I haven't met some of you guys that are coming. I want to give you a squeeze and side note for y'all that say that you saw me at Walmart. Or you saw me at the gym. Come say hi, please. Not in the middle of a rep, but <laughs> please come say hi. Um, yeah. So if you haven't asked Riley, if you want to celebrate your engagement with a show me the ring, please hit me up. Or if you have a business that you want to do, Small Business Spotlight, I'd love to talk to you and chat with you about how your business came to be. Give it a little plug. Podcast at gmail.com. Text line is 410-604-8895. And socials are already open. You can tell it's been a long day. Socials, I gave you the other ones, but really Riley on Instagram, Facebook, and Riley Couture 5 is Twitter, but I don't really use it that much, but I feel like I should start. Love you guys. Thank you for listening. It's Ask Riley. It's Ask Riley. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, this is how you know we keep it real and don't edit the shit out of this podcast. It's really Riley.